Guten Morgen. Guten Morgen. Let's see what's going on with Midas Touch. Everything that we touch turns to gold. On the other hand, with the Trumpy Touch, everything he touched turns to shit. Mm-hmm. It's going to get like 549 years just in one case. <laughs> James Comer claims House Republicans were just about to crack the Hunter Biden case wide open and trace it to pres President Biden, but Garland foiled their plans at the last minute by appointing a special counsel. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> maybe... Maybe... Garland, maybe it was a good move. Because <laughs> uh, it's under investigation, they can't fucking talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Judge Cannon screwed up her corrupt plan, and Jack Smith noticed one hour ago. With the Fries app, you can always fucking save big Judge on your Cannon. favorites with personalized coupons and deals. What a kind. So you can spend. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Federal Judge Eileen Cannon, the corrupt judge, judge appointed by Donald China. Trump, who is presiding over Save the, the case against Donald Trump in the Southern District from going to Florida, fucking jail. I specified for willful retention of national defense information and obstruction of justice. Well, her corruption. Fortunately, is matched by her inexperience and <laughs> frankly idiocracy and she is creating a very transparent legal quagmire which uh, ultimately yeah. and I think fortunately is serving and has served to actually undermine her corruption and allow special counsel Jack Smith to have the case that was just filed in Washington, D.C. against Donald Trump for Trump's conduct in the 2020 election and Trump's criminal conduct relating to the January 6th insurrection to have the D.C. federal case before a real smart law and order judge in Judge Tanya Chutkin to have that case in D.C. tried first. And it's because the move that Judge Eileen Cannon is making, which she clearly believes is in service of Donald Trump, is causing a delay and will cause delay in the case in the Southern District of Florida. But Jack Smith could then use that to bring this, I think, even more significant case based on the 2020 uh, election against Donald Trump. Bring that case first. So we know on Thursday, Donald Trump filed, um, or rather special counsel Jack Smith filed, um, a motion for a trial setting and requested a trial date for January 2nd of 2024. I mentioned Donald Trump before. Donald Trump had previously filed his motion saying that there was going to be a ton of discovery and so much time was going to be needed and the speedy trial. He's going to pull a Bolsonaro from August 3rd to August 28th and intimated Flee. that they're going to be seeking a trial date probably after the November 2024 uh, election. And Special Counsel Jack Smith Bush said, look, we're ready to go. We have the documents ready to go. We're ready to turn everything over to Trump. We're just waiting on this protective order that Trump is trying to delay. So, 
earlier in the week, on Monday, here's where it all kind of connects, Judge Eileen Cannon issued this order in response to what's called a Garcia motion brought by Special Counsel Jack Smith. A Garcia motion involves if there is a potential unwaivable conflict of interest by a lawyer in this case. And Jack Smith said, look, we need a Garcia hearing on Stanley Woodward Jr. He's being paid by Trump's political action arm. He's representing Waltine and Nauta, and he also is or has been representing at least three other witnesses who may have testimony against his other client, Waltine Nauta, and against Donald Trump. And this may be a very serious, unwaivable conflict. Judge, hold a Garcia hearing, and then Judge Cannon responded very unusually, and I think in a very corrupt manner. She says, well, Walt Nauta's lawyer, Stanley Woodward Jr., who may have these unwaivable conflicts, can you actually brief the issue, submit a brief on the propriety of the Department of Justice and Special Counsel Jack Smith to be presenting evidence post-indictment before a grand jury in Washington, D.C., I believe, you know, intimating that she believes that to be improper, that there's still a grand jury in D.C., regarding Trump's willful retention of national defense information, crimes of classified, theft of classified information, documents, crimes. Uh, and she believes that that, she intimates that that's improper, then she wants Jack to brief that. And then we're like, where's this even coming from? The parties didn't ask Judge Cannon to do that. You, you probably remember a video we did earlier in the week where on Sunday night, right before Judge Cannon issued that order, Donald Trump's on-again, off-again lawyer, Jim James Trustee made that argument a ridiculous, frivolous argument. He knows better. He's a federal prosecutor, former federal prosecutor. He knows that he's being disingenuous and playing to the propaganda of Fox. He makes that argument, and then Monday she takes that argument and then requests briefing on the propriety of the grand jury in Washington, D.C. There's nothing wrong about having a grand jury in Washington, D.C. The grand jury in Washington, D.C. can't indict in Florida. That's why Jack Smith is using a grand jury in Florida to present evidence against Donald Trump for the indictment there. But one of the situs of the crimes that Trump committed is in D.C., where the National Archives are based. And Jack Smith's well within his rights to use a grand jury there or anywhere else that's uh, causally connected to the criminal conduct at issue. I know a lot of you watching are entrepreneurs. You run your own business, and I run a business too. So I know how hard it is to manage your numbers, manage the trends, manage the market and budget, everything. But not every business is in the dark. You tell us of our sponsor today. Risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve NetSuite.com slash Midas to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash Midas. More commercials, yes, more commercials, more commercials. So, by Judge Cannon doing this now, she's created this legal quagmire because of grand jury secrecy issues, right? Like, grand jury grand juries are not public proceedings. So by her demanding briefing on the propriety of grand jury proceedings, and mind you, she's also striking, this just shows you what she's doing, she's striking special counsel Jack Smith's other motions and other filings 
where he's asking to file under seal information relating to the grand jury. She's saying he's not showing good cause, but he's saying grand jury secrecy is the good cause. That's why I'm filing these matters under seal. But by her asking for briefing about grand jury proceedings, which are presumptively and overwhelmingly secret proceedings, that's just the nature of what a grand jury is, She's and, and then striking the sealing or confidentiality of the filings, she's now creating potential breaches in grand jury secrecy that will require appeals and, and a ton of issues, which, you know, is, is kind of being too cute by half, if you will, because Looking she may be thinking, oh, I got Jack Smith. Because now I'm going to tie him up with all of these appeals. Well, eventually the 11th Circuit is going to rule against you, Judge Eileen when this yeah. plan of yours is foiled. And yes, you're going to cause delay. But the delay you're going to cause is going to... She's already done giving advice that's going to make her stop engaging corruptly. She can't help herself. She's such a corrupt individual. But now she's causing a situation where there's delay, where special counsel Jack Smith swoop comes, <laughs> comes right in and says, okay, I'm trying the D.C. case first. And that case is going to put Trump away for the rest of his life. <laughs> so, Judge Eileen Cannon, show how biased you are. We'll eventually seek recusal of you down the road as you keep making these horrific rulings. But we've got a law and order intelligent judge in Judge Tanya Chutkin in D.C. And now all of this distraction that you're creating and all of the problems, it's going to come back to bite you. It's going to backfire on you. The 11th Circuit is going to reprimand you again, um, but you didn't, you know, if, if Judge Eileen Cannon was smarter and also, you know, if, if, if smarter and wanted to be corrupt in a smart way, I'm not giving her advice because she's already screwed it up, <laughs> what she would do is she would set an earlier trial date, she would let the case go on kind of an expedited basis, and then during the trial itself, she would then make corrupt rulings while a jury was being selected, try to get a jury that's biased in favor of Trump, and then screw, and try to screw that way. But what she's done now by creating May and engaged in all of these, you know, I think patently corrupt practices, she's already now flagged who she is. She's pushed that trial back. Jack Smith stepped in. Now I think Judge Chutkin grants a January or February 2024 trial date. Get this. Special Counsel Jack Smith may now say, you know what? I'm fine to appeal some of these judge cases. Yeah, we wanted, you know, this, this case on an expedited basis. But even if Cannon's case gets kicked to 2025, we're going to expose the corruption of Cannon. And then if Cannon's trial date, which Judge Cannon set the trial date for May of 2024 in the case in Florida, if that case gets moved to 2025, so be it. Let's get the conviction of Trump in Washington, D.C. for trying to overthrow the 2020 election. We can get that before March or April. We'll even get that in May of 2024. But that case now, I think, 
has a great chance of going to trial in 2024. And it's also because Cannons, through her corruption and also inexperience and idiocracy, already bungled her corrupt plans. You get what I'm saying? And so, you know, there's a lot of strategy, there was a lot of complexity in this video, but to kind of simplify it right now, Cannon's corruption pushed the, uh, the trial date in that matter to May of 2024. It's allowed Jack Smith to swoop in and say, okay, now I want a January 2024 trial date in the D.C. case, which is likely to be granted or something shortly thereafter, maybe February or March. So actually, what Cannon did actually helped Jack Smith in D.C. There you have it, folks. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. We're on our way to 1.5 million subscribers. Check out MidasTouch.com for the homepage for all things Midas Touch. Have a great day. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report. Yeah. Continue the conversation by madness. following us on Instagram at Midas Touch. Keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. This is madness. <clears throat> Social anxiety is keeping you from making new friends. I might have a That's, few things. Uh, this is here's what I want to. Are you still there? Yes, you are. Hello, darlings. Shout out to KAMP Student Radio at the University of Arizona. And get the party, Patkoyaki, travel radio, travel radio, travel radio. On the road to just a shot, I will do, I will do, Anyway, um, <clears throat> I was looking at the mountain. I, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to film this mountain. Like at this time of day, it's pretty magical. And... with that station identification and then make that a TikTok video. Okay, anyway, um, why it's madness to allow him to run for office <clears throat> when he's going to be, uh, at best, <laughs> he, will he will be running and serving from prison. And um, by that, this is our number one nas um, national priority must be to disqualify Trump. That would be a great <clears throat> title for a um, 250 words, basically op-ed. New York Times. I want to be uh, I want to be an op-ed writer for the New York Times. So it's my uh, job interview. Just send send one to them every day. It's my goal, <clears throat> and eventually they'll publish something. I think figure it out. <laughs> oh, hi, bud. Oh, he's Well, they're all thoughtful. That's the thing. That's why uh, y'all need to uh, and that's me because nobody does. But 
Here's the chicken I made it last night, and it doesn't. You don't need. You don't need my help to to knock them out. So. Some what? Um. Okay. Here's the chicken. It's on your um. Yeah, I mean, I just don't want it to get, it's on your floor, it's on your linoleum. The what? Where I'm standing? Okay. I don't, mm. uh-huh. Right, okay. Say good morning in Pakwayaki and Tohono. Tohono, I'm not Tohono, just Tono Tio. Alright. Tona awesome. Because they're, we're awesome. <laughs> Truly awesome. <laughs> That's a great slogan for them. I'm going to give them that slogan. Truly awesome. out my yards. So um this would be a good time to move some pallets while I'm listening to news after I look for some Venezuela. So let's get back to the show. <clears throat> um yeah messed up my name is Bonnie, and oh, I work for... My point of view is by not filing to remove her, 
Jack Smith is allowing her to waste time and and delay and sabotage the case more and more and more. All over your feet, claiming the cutting card isn't. There's a young woman, uh, a young racist. This is the young Turks. Also, four hours ago. In Atlanta, say racist. And they say, I guess they say that she was after a certain gang and she ended up having an affair with the head of the gang or a gang member. And this is a person that wants to indict me. She's got a lot of problems, but she wants to indict me to try and run for some other office. A very sweaty former President Donald Trump uh, lashes out at (laughs) Bonnie Willis. Uh, as he stares down, of course, his now fourth indictment involving uh, his attempts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Of course, Willis is the district attorney for the Fulton County in Georgia, and uh, she has been investigating Donald Trump's attempts to overturn the election uh, for the last two and a half years, and it appears that the fourth indictment coming from her office is likely going to happen very soon. She had announced uh, about a month ago that she was expected or expecting to announce charges in this case uh, as soon as September. Now, we have some more details for you, uh, including more video, but really what this centers on and the reason why Donald Trump is lashing out there is because uh, he's expecting to be indicted for the fourth time, and uh, he very clearly doesn't like it. It's okay, guys. It's okay. uh, Some background into this case. As you know, uh, Trump has been indicted on a federal level by Special Counsel Jack Smith. And um, over the two last two and a half years, Bonnie Willis has been investigating the same incident, but mostly focusing on his actions in her state. It's now, okay, guys. There's a pretty open and shut, uh, it's not an open and shut case per se, but there is some pretty damning evidence against Donald Trump in this case, especially in regard to how he communicated to election officials in the state of Georgia. Sorry, guys. Just Sorry. A of that. <laughs> The ballots are corrupt. Sorry. And which is totally illegal. It's more illegal for you than it is for them. Because you know that they Sorry, guys. reporting it. That's a criminal. That's a criminal. The law that we're to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes. Votes. Which is one more than we have. Because we have. Just us, guys. Now, Trump refers to that as a perfect vote. In fact, he says that it's a perfect phone call, much like the perfect phone call he had with uh, Vladimir Zelensky, uh, the leader of Ukraine, which got him impeached, by the way, for the second time. Uh, but, Jane, Bonnie Willis says, you know, that they have accomplished the work. We've been working for two and a half years. We're ready to go. What are your thoughts on Trump getting indicted for the fourth time, but this time on a state level? Yeah, so, look, there's so many uh, interesting parts of the story. Uh, just to fill out what Anna was saying about the perfect call in Georgia. He said, the other call, the Ukraine call, was also perfect, but this one is even more perfect. More perfect, got it. Uh, I'm not sure something could be more perfect, but okay. All right, we're going to go with that one. And, guys, uh, American politics has changed so much over the last, you know, seven, eight years since Trump has entered it, uh, that it's unrecognizable uh, from eight years ago. So, eight years ago, if somebody had said that uh, a black prosecutor was racist against white people with no justification or evidence for it, 
It would have been outrageous. Like the biggest outrage in the country. Right? And that was the tame part of the Yeah, statement. exactly. But then if they, he had said with no backup at all, I think she's sleeping with a gang member. But let's keep it real. That's also part of his racist attack against her. Yeah, of course. Right? Of course, of course. Completely unfounded, no evidence whatsoever. It doesn't matter. He's trying to discredit her. He's trying to insult her. But what he's really doing, what he doesn't realize, is he's showing to the world how incredibly terrified he is. He's lashing out. This is what a scared puppy does. They yeah. lash out when they're expecting yet another indictment because of their potential criminality. So in the old days, mainstream would have, media would have said that uh, saying anything like that would have gotten you immediately, uh, basically, expelled from either party. Uh, but as it turns out, no. Uh, Republican voters are totally okay with it. They've had 2,000 chances. And at every turn, they say, yeah, no, I like that. Give me more of that. You have, uh, you know, no evidence, and you just want to accuse a prosecutor of sleeping with gang members because of your racist assumptions. We're here for it. Here for it in spades. He's got like a 50-point lead the Republican, and nothing moves it. And this stuff doesn't move it down. It moves it up. Democrats still can't say anything about Republicans. So, like, if a Republican... If a Democrat had said that a Republican prosecutor was sleeping with gang members with no evidence at all, there'd be, uh, there'd be house hearings about it. It would be the biggest scandal. Fox News would talk about it 24-7. They would just laptop, laptop, laptop. It just repeated 2,000 times as if it was like the worst thing that ever happened. Meanwhile, Trump does it on the regular. He does it every single day. No one bats a, a, an eye. This is unreal. So I'll get to the indictment in a second. But... Yeah, I mean, look, what I thought was interesting, and he was giving that speech in New Hampshire, and usually when he says unhinged things like that, the crowd goes wild. Mm -hmm. And what stood out to me was, as he was saying those unhinged things, the crowd was pretty much silent, and I'm wondering why that is. Well, it could be that it's New Hampshire. New Hampshire is a little bit more moderate than some of the other uh, states that, that uh, you know, he gets Because he's big hopefully falling flat. Uh, it could be that uh, a lot of the Republicans now are all over television turning on him, right? So when the race started, it was very mild and tepid. And it was like, Donald Trump is great and wonderful and he shouldn't be arrested over anything. And I'm sure that he won that election. But could I polite, politely disagree and say that I'm slightly better for reasons I can't quite clarify? And now, uh, Chris, Chris Christie started this, but now Ron DeSantis is saying, yeah, he definitely lost the election. Uh, and people are starting to pile on. Uh, former lieutenant governor of Georgia, same state, but a Republican, uh, talking about how Donald Trump is unconscionable and humili humiliating to the Republican Party. Evil He's liberal. Like, I, I never thought the Republican Party would sink this low. Trump that we have this obvious clown, right? <laughs> this con man trying to defraud America and and, and get rid of a, would you a still you know an election. This is unbelievable, unbelievable. So there's tons of that pouring in. So maybe. That will have to take its toll, and maybe it's beginning to take its toll now, but the latest polls we've seen, he still has a gigantic lead, so it could just be the room. So we'll see if it's a trend or if it was just a head fake. Well, I, I do think that there's something Evil liberal. to be said. Uh, look, uh, finally, some of the other Republican candidates are, are willing to name names and speak out against him, sure. But one other trend that I'm noticing is even some members, I mean, it's sparse, but it's certainly different from what we saw previously. Some members of conservative media are starting to use words like loser.
to refer to Trump. 100%. So just yesterday, I, I was kind of surprised to see what <laughs> you of all people, who's, you know, a conservative member of the media, was responding to. He quote tweeted one of Charlie Kurtz's uh, Trump loyal, like, you know, he's a Trump fanatic, right? So he put out some video where he's uh, supporting Trump in some way. Brit Hume quote tweets it and basically calls Trump a loser and says, maybe, maybe the party doesn't need a person who keeps losing. Maybe we need someone else, right? Yeah, so look, Hi there. Uh, first of all, Fox News is uh, the leading channel in the um, right wing ecosystem that is calling out Trump half the time. And I and, wanted to it's make totally a note of- You never see it on Fox News before. And now all of a sudden you're seeing the Brit Humes and the Steve Ducey's, et cetera. The evil liberal well, joke. And, and, and the legal experts saying, hey, he's guilty. Yeah. Okay, I'm dual podcasting because they're shutting down my, um, they keep deleting my podcasts after I record them. Shit. And they just turned off now. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. Okay, they just turn this podcast off which you know they really don't want you to hear uh what's really going on and uh everybody needs to call the justice department 202-514-2000 and tell them to break up the corporate media monopoly there are only four corporations now four Hello, was like 30 in there song. It's now fucking four. So it's polarized us, and it makes it really difficult for, you know, it has to do with our freedom of speech. Actually, that'd be a great civil rights, um, Civil rights case. Break up the corporate media monopoly. And if they turn me down, I'll take it to the Supreme Court. Do your fucking job. Okay. Civil rights case. Oh, this is cool. I'm using a um, a whiteboard erased, a whiteboard marker on glass, which is perfect. You can do, use them on the window, too. <laughs> so, a CR case. Um, corporate media monopoly. Okay. Let's break it up. We gotta break it up. It's a, it's a freedom of speech issue because I can't, definitely can't get any uh, editorials. Pu- I, I sent out hundreds, if not thousands. You know, I would send them to, like, 150 different, I would blind CC, BCC, blind copy, like 150 of all the news organizations, uh, you know, media outlets in the country. And I'm, I'm, I've been a journalist since middle school. That was the sound of my little champy here. Champy. Right now, right now she's with my top hat. <clears throat> Champy, good morning. Oh, shit. 